Hello and welcome to the post-match reaction to the Brumbies versus the Hagrars. And for some reason, the Hangouts Live isn't working and you can just see um, Shane's face smiling at you. Thank you, Shane, for joining me. Um, wonderful to have you. Uh, Paul here uh, from Driving More. How are you doing, sir? Not too bad. Thanks, Paul. How are you? I'm good. I'm just trying to figure out the technicalities now that where we can actually see. Oh, there we go. We can see both of us now. That's good. Um, so, hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving More, a podcast, YouTube channel, website, and Twitter account, bringing you the best in rugby predictions and opinion. Um, we've just watched the Hagarares um, beat the Brumbies by 20 to 25. Um, and let's be honest, they led from um, start to finish in this one, Shane. They did. And they played a good game of rugby. And they played a very smart game of rugby against um, uh, the back to back. Aussie champions, and, and I think the Brumbies ought to be kicking themselves. That's a very winnable match. Yeah, and, and I think that's the, the key thing. That was one of the things I've got down on here um, uh, um, somewhere somewhere in my notes, because there's, there's quite a lot of them, um, was something uh, around just how clever the Hagarari's play was tonight. They, they chose their times when to kick. They chose their times uh, when to hold on to the ball and when not to, and yeah, this was this was a smart performance by the Hagaros this evening, and and also to mention when they had the man in the bin too, they they managed to work the timing of that. Everything they did tonight was all about timing in terms of getting their results. Particularly, um, particularly when they knew when to to go for the turnovers as well. They were really impressive, and. It, it does help that you, when the scoreboard's in your favour, that you, you can play that kind of game. And they, I say they did that early on. Uh, five minutes in, they got the first try. Um, and the phases, the Hagwells went through the phases, um, keeping uh, keeping amongst the forwards. And eventually, the uh, they they bashed over, and the Brumbies just couldn't couldn't cope with the the, the fastball and 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 the, the ball retention basically. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think. Um the starting halfback and even the halfback that came on were, were still playing the same kind of game um, from start to finish. And I think that's testament to what Mario Ledesma is actually coaching these lads over there. They're playing a game similar to what uh, he learned when he was working with the Wallabies. They, they out-wallabied the Brumbies. The um, and there's a good point here. I've gone and got this camera stuck on me now because um, that's uh, presents to everyone, presents to everyone. Oh, come on, hide, hide us. Oh, there you go. I think we've got them both going. Hopefully, hopefully it's but, but either way, you can hear us both if you can't see us both. Um, and you know, that's what it's all about. It's about what we say, not how wonderful we look. And Shane does look fantastic this evening, I must say. Um, looking great, so um, but as you say, <laughs> as you. Oh dear me! No, no, no! That's the um, hey. Um, there we go. Uh, so there were some good things in here, um, but um, the it, it, it kind of got the Hagaros basically had the first half hour was 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 their game. They got that try early on. They then kicked three for a high tackle, um, and they were happy to kick three as well, which is I guess is is, is a, a current trend in uh, in Super Rugby.
play attacking rugby and they're starting to probably play like they wanted to get more and more of the results that they've they've probably aspired to for the last couple of years and i think they've they've played that smart because they got the blues next week and um the blues are going to play attacking rugby and you can't take the threes against new zealanders uh, so they played it very smart oh i mean from a touring point of view to come away with uh, two wins in your opening two games of your Austro- Aust- Australasia, so your Australia and New Zealand tour. Uh, well, they're the best te- best touring team so far uh, across all the uh, teams from the Africa Conference, having got the win over the Rebels last weekend and they got the, the win this weekend against the Brumbies. Valuable points to take back home, um, yeah. certainly. And uh, oh, I'm just in awe of how they've played the last couple of weeks. They've played two different games. They had to come from behind in Melbourne, a big, big deficit there, and they mowed that down. Today they led from the front and kept kept the lead into full time. Yeah, absolutely. So they got that. They they they, they got they got the try. They, they they then kicked a couple of penalties. They missed a penalty as well. So they were leading thirteen uh, nil, and that base uh, after eighteen minutes. The next ten minutes, uh, it was it all got a bit messy. No one could really take control. Um, and it wasn't really, and that the first half hour, as I say, was was all the Haguaras. Um, the Brumbies came into it into, into the last ten minutes of the half, and picked up two tries. But um, Herrera's kicking boots, he, he left those at home, hadn't he? Yeah, he did, and that cost. Um, it probably actually cost the Brumbies um, missing those two conversions in the last ten minutes before half time, and indeed the lead before half time. Um, actually, yeah, you're right. It's 10, 13. It could have been 14, 13, couldn't it? So yeah, he could have, he could have snuck, but snuck the lead, um, with that. The, the first one came because they were bashing over, um, uh, and then a great chip through, um, off first ball to, to get the try. So Banks got both those tries in the first half. I guess the other point to mention that first half, uh, was, was the yellow card in the first half or was the yellow card in the second half? I'm trying to, trying to remember now. Yellow card was probably about six or seven minutes into the second half. Sorry, I was, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, no, they did very well. So, yeah, so it was, yeah, 10-13. It, it felt fairly even after what had been a, well, uh, um, three quarters had been to the Haguaris, only one quarter to the Brumbies. The Brumbies were actually quite lucky to be to be still in it, having only, having sort of been so behind on so much of the game. Yeah, I think, too, when the, uh, the Haguaris scored their 13 points, a lot of them were due to silly penalties that you wouldn't probably expect even Pocock to give away. There was a lot of back chat there. And I'm surprised the referee, Angus Gardner, didn't lose his patience. Yeah, this is the um, second or third game I've watched today. So I'm just trying to remember which one's the where, where the players... Because I've been impressed with, 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 with referees today. Um, he did a good think, job. Um, but... Uh, the I don't think it was in this game, but I think it was possibly in in the actually in the major league rugby game where actually where he, they they got marched back for back check um, mm. for for ten meters and I'm trying to I'm, I thought there was might have been one in this game as well where they got marched yeah. back for ten minutes po- ten meters that's right Pocock uh, mouthed off and um, there we go I got my, my I've even put a star next to it to try and remind me to talk about it but yes 24 minutes um, like the t- extra ten meters for mouth and. I like to see it from referees. I like referees to talk to to let the players know what's going on, but also not take any 
um, BS, to put it nice, put it any other way, um, from the players. One thing about Angus Gardner when he referees games is that he won't take any any um, anything um, from anyone, and I think um, I think I put that quite simply, actually, Paul. You did um, much better Yes, well done. Um, <laughs> but you, you'll find that usually with Angus, he'll tell you how it is. He'll tell you. He'll give you the warning, and if you don't um, clean up with with the warning, he'll send you to the bin. And he, yep. I, th- he I think a couple of brabies were lucky today not to go to the bin. But talking about bins in that second half, um, Perfelli got it wrong. Got very dangerous. Point. Very, yeah, as you say, very dangerous. And this is the, the, so a lot of people said, "Oh, he's got his eyes on the ball." Sure, but what we saw about two or three years ago was that the way that the All Blacks, and yes, I am wearing an All Blacks jersey, um, countered the flower threat was to say, you know what, the way we can actually stop that from happening is to run players through the uh, the catch zone, looking up at the ball, and therefore anyone jumping is basically going to get taken out. And we can just use the excuse of we're looking up. And they use that to basically to clear out uh, the, the catching area. Now, I know a lot of All Blacks fans will not be happy with me saying that and say, oh, Paul, you can't say that. They weren't cheating. They weren't trying to be, be, be dangerous. I'm sorry. I think they were. Um, and if you listen to Green and Gold Rugby, that, that was definitely a big complaint from them back um, two years ago, was that you saw players running through that zone, looking up in the air, but never really having any proper opportunity to get that ball. And hence, that's why the rules have changed, and hence why this kind of thing, where he was looking up, he didn't... I, I don't think he intentionally took out the player. No. I just think it was careless. Uh, it was dangerous and reckless, but it was careless, um, as opposed to being intentional. Uh, and yeah, he took out the player. Luckily, the player landed on his back rather than his neck, and hence it was yellow rather than red. And can I mention, Paul, some of that looked very eerily similar to when uh, about two years ago when the, the um, Highlanders played the Sharks and Jason Emery went underneath Willie LaRue and his neck snapped back and you, you, really, you really wonder... Um, you know, yellow card and Angus Gardner put it put a yellow card straight up, um, and I don't think it was red. I don't think it was intentional. He certainly apologised afterwards, but you, we've got to do something about that because it's very, very dangerous. It's very dangerous. It could have caused Henry Spate anything from an arm injury to a neck injury. It was lucky he fell um, on his yeah, back virtually. And- there's a bunch of play people who say, okay, uh, should we, we be using the outcome to decide the punishment or should we actually be, uh, should we include the intent to do the, the punishment? Now, intent's very hard to tell. Yep. In this case... I don't I think there's any intent. I don't think there was intent in this case. I don't think there was intent to clear out the area and take the player. Um, I think he slipped and, yeah, and he got himself... He, he realised he got himself in the wrong place, but it was all too late for him to do anything about it once he realised it. Um, and so, as you can't judge intent... You have to judge outcome, unfortunately. And yeah, he, in some ways, he got lucky um, because, yeah, how the player landed. But in other ways, you can say, actually, there wasn't intent in this case. Therefore, I'm, I'm comfortable with yellow. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy with how it all, how it, how it all panned out. I think out. it was well refereed. It was well refereed. And one of the big things was what we saw after that was how well the Haguaris played under, um, with 14 men. 
the, the Brumbies couldn't exploit the fact that there was a left winger missing. Uh, for those of you who watched the Major League Rugby game earlier, this, earlier today, when the Austin, um, yes, the Austin uh, elites lost their left wing, the first thing that the Glendale Raptors did when they had a, a, a line on that side was to take the line out, take the ball slightly infield, and immediately wrap round the line out to run down that wing and expose the fact that the left wing was missing. We didn't see any of that kind of clever play from, from the, the Brumbies. They didn't seem to realise where is this player missing from? Where should we attack? They didn't take advantage at all, Paul. I think um, actually they were quite woeful. <laughs> um, and it, it, and the Argentinian side played smart, um, smart rugby, and credit and good on them to it because what they what they did was they made sure that they took their time, um, and it's it's good when you have a team that has the Augustine Crevies and the, the um, Terras and the, the blokes that have international experience that can calm the team down and, and get them on to the, the next part of what they have to do tonight. Yeah, and for a team that can actually lose its head and get annoyed at the referee, uh, it was great to see the fact they didn't do that in this case. They, they understood, yep, I can see why the ref's done that. I'm not going to get upset at the ref. I'm actually going to sit down and argue and decide my... Well, not argue. I'm going to sit down and um, do my job as to how I get myself through the next 10 minutes. And they did that as a collective. They they actually marched downfield against the Brumbies. And then... Scored points. Amazingly, scored... Well, not only did they score points, but they scored points by scoring on the wing where the player was missing. Hmm. Which, from the Brumbies' point of view... As, uh, for, um, Fairly dumb play, let's be honest. Hmm. Oh, the, the defence was appalling. <laughs> I think Howard um, was blindsided and his man just ran ran straight through the gap there and and in the corner. Um, now, if we look at, now, if we look at the stats, uh, the Brumbies made 65 of their 85 tackles, so 78, 76%, sorry, which isn't uh, up to scratch at this level. Um, Hagi Rai made 87 out of 109, so 80%, which is at the lower end of acceptable. For, for me, 80% plus is acceptable. 80 sort of five plus is you're doing well. Um, below 70, um, you're definitely uh, struggling. There was a lot of drop ball and a lot of heads going down um, with, with the Brumbies. They looked like they were really frustrated at, um, and the fans, I think, could tell there was a lot of booing at times when they did something tactically that they could have done better. Um, this is, it's, it wasn't their best night, I'll put it that way. No, it wasn't. And you say uh, booing doesn't help any, any, anybody, to be honest with you. It releases your frustration as a fan, but it doesn't help the players on the pitch. They're just going to get more, more, trying, um, more trying to, to, to catch up um, but um, and, 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 and do more things. But yeah, so it, it was 10-20 during that yellow card. Um, the Hagiwara's got a player back um, and then the, the Brumbies managed to score 10 points um, after that. Uh, Penny went over, um, but he, let's put, he was lucky to get, to get that try. If he hadn't got that try, he would have been hung, drawn and quartered by his playmates, by, by, sorry, by his teammates because there was another um, player out wide left that he should have passed on to, shouldn't he, really? 
Yeah, I think he did too much bicep training during the week to, to muscle himself over there. It was certainly good effort in the end to score, but he should have passed the ball where a mate yeah. could have scored pretty easily. Um, luckily, I say, he got he got the points, which is what matters in the end. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the Hagawaros uh, wound the clock down nicely from there on, then onwards. Um, the, there wasn't there wasn't this penalty um, out wide, but um, but that was that 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 was really really it. Um, Buffelli seven out of eight uh, seven tries in eight games this season. Uh, he picks up the yellow card, but he's he's looking dangerous, isn't he? Oh, he played well. Yeah, I I think um, he certainly knows how to finish finish them off, and his backs and his forwards are doing the hard work. But um, credit to him, he knows the positions where he needs to be in and he, he scores the tries. He's played really well. Uh, the other top, big try score this weekend, oh, the, 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 sorry, this evening, um, Banks picks up two. Um, decent game at fullback for him. Well, I've got to say, like, I've given a lot of good credit to Jack Goodhue on the Australian side and <laughs> there haven't been many um, youngsters that, probably coming through that we can look at at the moment. But well, Tom Banks is a future Wallaby, and he's played really well tonight, the two tries, and he looked like a Wallaby fullback. I, I know Izzy's there, but I think it's form like that, and when, with Izzy being injured at the moment, who knows? I, I, obviously, over here in, in New Zealand, I don't know all these players as well. Is Banks sometimes a, a winger, or is he always, always, or is he always definitely is he considered a, a, a pure fullback? He's considered a pure fullback. The um, so yeah, so uh, and it was good to see. Yeah, six passes, eleven runs. It shows he can mix up his game. He's not a one-dimensional player. Uh, a uh, four clean breaks, um, six defenders beaten. Yeah, he had a good night tonight. Didn't deserve to be on the losing side, but these things happen. Um, let's be honest. Um, you were talking about scrum halves both showing the same sort of style of play. Uh, we saw that kind of from the Brumbies and the fact that neither of them decided to make any breaks at all with the ball. Yeah, Powell was a bit more standoffish tonight. He looked for his faster backs to try and make the breaks, um, which is a little bit uncharacteristic of Powell because I like it when he runs the ball. He creates a lot of opportunities. Um and it does keep it keeps the defenders guessing. It keeps them honest, um, and it means they don't sort of peel away immediately and cover everything else. So, yeah, I, I like to see someone who will mix it up. And my favourite term this season, because I've heard it from a few from a few uh, people, is present different pictures to the defence. And if you give those different pictures, you're making them think a bit more. And if people are thinking, they're going to make mistakes. So. So yeah, now that's yeah. I'd like to have seen him mix it up a bit more, uh, and also the um, uh, what's the name, Lucas, when he came on as well. Both just shipped it a little bit too much. Um, Nazarani tried his best, but didn't really sort of manage to break free tonight. Twelve runs, six six meters. It's a decent amount of work um, from him this evening. Yeah, he shovels a lot of responsibility in the eight jumper, and I think he plays really well. He gets through a lot of work. I think I was looking at um, Pocock. I think he made something like 16 tackles. That's phenomenal. Um, before, he, I think he spent the last 10 on the bench um, as well. So the midfielders were trying. There was no lack of effort, but 
I think that. Um, yeah, and if yeah. we have a quick quick look at the old uh, tackling stats now, I'll be honest. When you look at stats, you look at different sites, you'll get different numbers. Um, so looking at the looking at the stats, I have um, I've got Pocock down for ten, but yeah, I agree. I heard sixteen mentioned by the by the commentators, but um, the big thing from Pocock, uh, how many tackles attempted? Ten. How many missed? Zero. And that's the big thing. Is that zero number? Is that yeah? He didn't mm. miss them. Um, whereas Haroa, I always struggle with his name. I'm sorry. Um, Haroa uh, missed three tackles down that number ten channel. Um, yeah, it got a. He needs a bit. He's someone who needs support in that channel, um, really. And I think he's going to get targeted going forwards. Mm. And, and that mistake where he was blindsided by. Um, the Jaguares and they scored that critical try. Yeah, whether it was him, yeah. whether it was Spate coming in, uh, there's yeah. I think there's there's there's, a, there's there's plenty of blame to throw around on that one um, because there were probably about four, four or five players who were stood on that blind side, and you're thinking there's only two Jaguares players running here, and there's four or five of you all stood around, and none of you have hit the two. Well, you've taken the first guy, which was Spate, but no one's there for the second guy. Somebody should have stepped out. Now, whether whether if Spate was a, was 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 at fault or who who was quite at fault, I'm not sure. But there was, yeah, I say, I think there was plenty of blame to hand round um, on 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 that one. Um, Orlando got through a good shift, twelve tackles uh, in the midfield for the Haguaras, um, as did a, a couple of uh, um, oh geez, um, Paka Ivzel um, in in the second row. Um, and Kramer uh, in, uh, in in the locks, but in the, in the, the, the flanker, but he did miss five for the seven he made. Sorry, for the eleven he made. So um, uh, probably a bit a bit hit and miss there uh, from him. Any other players you you kind of that that, that caught your eye during this game? I thought in attack Henry Spate played okay. I thought he was certainly up there in the the meter games for the, the Brumbies. Uh, I don't have any exact stats, but I think he ran the ball pretty well. Yeah, um, he came in at fourth with 42 metres and, and 12 runs. So, yeah, he got lots of effort, perhaps not the return he would normally he would hope for from that, that, that amount of effort, though. And and a shout-out to Gaston Krebby, led from the front when he was on um, mature. Um, I think he's really matured into a super rugby player um, in, the, in the few years that the Jaguares have been aside. And he led from the front, even though he's not the captain. He certainly looks like he's a spiritual leader out there. No, absolutely. Uh, he definitely is one of their leaders. Uh, obviously, the ex-captain, not the current captain, as they look forward to the future. Um, but yes, he is definitely one of the leaders out there. Uh, the other player, uh, not so much on the stats front, but more just on his game management. I thought Sanchez's kicking tonight was pretty good. And I've been impressed by him this season. Previous to the season, I've always thought he's a bit flaky. And needed Hernandez there as a steadying hand, a steadying hand. Um, but um, but this season I think he's taken much more responsibility on, as we've known Sanchez, as we've known Hernandez is retiring. Uh, that yeah, now he's been much more mature. His decision making has been much better this season, and I think his kicking was pretty good tonight. And he's growing into the game. He's growing into the sort of thing that the Jaguars need to to take wins like they have. In, in the two Australian games they played, he's a, he's quite a tactically good five eight. He is, and the other, the, the finally the other player that we haven't mentioned that we should have done is Tuchelet. 
uh, yeah, another player that constantly steps up mm. for for Haguares. You always see him uh, getting meters, and I know it's it's. And again, I'm going to do the air quotes here for those of you who are watching on who are listening on the the podcast. But easy from fullback to get meters, but um, at 92 meters, he topped the he topped the numbers for the for the for the entire game, um, and that wasn't all just kick returns. There was more to it than that from him. Yeah, particularly in attack. Yeah, they, they certainly managed to get the ball to him, and and he was certainly working hard um, all game. Uh, so he deserves a lot of credit for that. Absolutely. He's, so international play too. That's that's all that I wanted to cover tonight. Have you got any other any other points you'd like to uh, like, like like to like to cover off on? Not tonight, Paul. But Australian rugby will bounce back eventually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's been a bad weekend for Australian rugby. Obviously, with the Waratahs losing to the I've gone uh, blank. Yeah. The Lions, that's right. The Lions on on Friday nights, and then losing, and then uh, yeah, the the um, the the um, the Brumbies losing tonight to the Hangarars. It has been a, a poor weekend. I guess there was also in between that was the Reds losing to the Chiefs, but that was kind of expected. That's the, why I'm the, wearing this cap. Paul. The, <laughs> <laughs> no. <yeah. laughs> Whereas the other two games were games that were that I mean I had down as as home wins on my predictions. Um, which so yes, that's ruined my 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 uh, um, my super rude predictions this week. I'm two from seven uh, now because of those two uh, losses by the um, Australian teams. But um, hey, these things happen. Um, why don't you let people know where they can have a quick chat with you about rugby uh, between games? Yep, at School of Mate S C O O L M Eight on Twitter. Come talk rugby. And that link is down below in the comments of both the uh, YouTube show and also uh, the uh, podcast. So get check out the notes. Um, I've been Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall. Always don't forget to rub your chat. Comments down below, please. Um, it does help us reach more people if you do that. Also, the thumbs up on YouTube and subscribe. My face is there or the red box down there. My latest video is up there as well if you want to see more of my stuff. Because let's be honest, it is wonderful and great, isn't it? Hey, a bit of self patting on the back. Um, if you're listening on the old podcast, five star reviews, please. Uh, other stars are available, but um, yeah, why would you? I just, I just don't understand it. Um, and finally, please do enjoy whatever we you're watching. <laughs>